with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill, and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones you did not do for me. 
and these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So it all seems quite simple, really. You have the sheep and the goats, and they're all mixed together. And in the middle of them, of course, is the great king. And the king's responsibility is to separate the sheep from the goats and send the sheep off to the right and the goats off to the left. It's all very simple. It seems especially simple because we presume, like all people, really, through the ages, that we understand the criteria of Jesus, the king's decisions about who's a goat and who's a sheep. We know, we know, it seems obvious, that the sheep are the people who are noble. The sheep are the people who are righteous. The sheep are the people who are pious and devoted to God. The sheep are the good people who seldom, if ever, get into any kind of trouble. They don't cheat, they don't steal, they don't lie. They're faithful to their wives and their husbands. They're the sheep, obviously. The goats, on the other hand, are also obvious. The goats are those people who live really terrible lives, who are selfish, who lie, who cheat, who steal made a career out of being nasty to other people. It's obvious who the goats are. And it seems so simple. It seems simple until Jesus goes on to the next part of his story. The criteria that he puts in the hands of the great king sitting on the throne, dividing sheep from goats, are not at all the ones we think they are, the ones just mentioned, the obvious ones. Jesus does not say anything about the sheep being pious, being honest, being true blue, being faithful, being devoted to God. Nor does he say anything about the goats being liars and cheats and whatever. Instead, the criteria that this king gives to those who are listening to him in the words of Jesus are almost the exact opposite. Those who are sheep are the ones who cared for me when I was naked, who cared for me when I was ill, who cared for me when I was a stranger knocking on their door, who cared for me when I was imprisoned. And the sheep respond just as we would respond, but Lord, when did we ever do that? As long as you did it to the least of my brothers and my sisters, you did it to me. So what are the criteria of being sheep? In this story of judgment, 
It's not what we usually think. It is something quite different. In grade school, we called them the corporal works of mercy. What matters to Jesus in terms of us being his sheep, sheep who inherit eventually eternal life, is how we have treated the least among us, for good or for ill. And that should make us tremble a little bit. Because if we examine our lives honestly, about the best most of us can say when it comes to the criteria Jesus offers us for being his sheep rather than goats, our record has probably been fairly mediocre. <laughs> yes, we've offered help, we've given donations, we've been kind to people, we've helped the sick, we've done all those things, thanks be to God. But we also know if we are honest with ourselves, how often and how many times we have bypassed those in need, have looked the other way, have not offered even a coin to those who have asked us because they are hungry. We know that we fail in fulfilling these corporal works of mercy at least as often as we succeed and probably more. And that should make us tremble a little bit, if not a lot, because the criteria that Jesus has given us for eternal life, for being his sheep entering into the kingdom, are the very things we often ignore in favor of piety and prayers and devotions and good reputations among others. It's really simple to gain eternal life. We have to care for our sisters and brothers, especially the least among us, especially the naked and the sick and the stranger and the infirm. So if we're trembling a little bit at the prospect of Jesus' day of judgment sitting on his great throne with goats and sheep all mixed together, whether we'll be among the sheep or among the goats, that's good that we so tremble. It's good that we examine our conscience and look back across our lives and find yet again the many, many times we have walked past those in need, the least among us. That trembling, perhaps, is calmed more than a little bit by the gospel fact that this king Jesus portrays on his great throne, really he himself, before he was ever a king, was a good shepherd who would go out looking for even one sheep leaving the 99 behind until he finds him and saves him and brings that sheep home. 
we can be consoled perhaps by the fact that this king, before he was ever a king seated on a throne, was like the housewife who loses a valuable coin, the coin that she would buy bread for her family with, and she searches for that coin until she finds it, even if it takes all day. And maybe most of all, we can be calmed by the simple fact that this Jesus on his throne preparing to judge all of us at the end before he was ever such a king. It was very much the father of his own parable who will receive back his most prodigal son who has done everything wrong, who has broken every law, who has insulted his tribe and his family and his nation, who cared nothing for God when he comes dragging himself back home the father goes out running to greet him and meet him, embrace him and wrap his cloak around him and bring him home to the feast. That's who this judge is for the sheep and for the goats and indeed for us. And therefore, though we walk through dark valleys in this life, dark valleys of our own making, and fail miserably at the corporal works of mercy over and over and over again, may we presume on this feast, this solemn feast of Christ the King, that this King is also Christ, our pastor, our shepherd, our Father who receives us and welcomes us with compassion and mercy and love without end.